Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? All right, then let's get started. Hey, it is great to be back again this week, and I am excited to have you here. Welcome. Welcome back. And for those of you that are new, welcome to the show. Um, my name is Angie. Like I said, I am the host of Be You, Tiffle Adaptive Warrior, and I am an above knee amputee, just trying to live the best life I can. And I just thought we are now into episode, or season three, episode two. So if you are just new, there are plenty of podcasts to go back to. And I apologize, uh, that lingering cold and why I was kind of out more of December than I really wanted to be and part of January <clears throat> was because I had this really bad cough and it is still settling in our my chest. And the weather here in Arizona has been absolutely crazy. We've had tons and tons of rain the last couple days and it has gotten cold. Our evenings are now going to start getting into the 30s. Our daytime temps, even though right now the sun is finally peeking out after several days, you can see it in my hair, and I'm hoping this won't be a distraction for me as it peeks past our big cactus right there. But it has just been really, really cold and damp. Yesterday we had 97% humidity. Granted, it was pouring rain, but um, man, we don't get humidity like that here. It's a dry heat, right? That's what we always say. Well, today, you know, I, um, <clears throat> for those of you that haven't joined me often or don't listen, and this is new to you, um, the reason I started this podcast was I always said if I could help one person, then I have done what I've set out to do. I am not setting out to be on a top 10 list. I'm not setting out to become famous a lot of the times what I'm saying to the camera and into the microphone is me speaking to myself because I live off my personal journey. I speak from my personal journey. I try to be transparent from the journey that I am on and hope and pray that it can relate to at least one person listening. So maybe this one will resonate with you. What I have found is that in the past, people that know me, personally know me before I did all this, before I became an amputee, have been listening. So for those of you that have been with me for a while and my friends, thank you for always listening. And th the funny thing is, is my friends aren't amputees. So as much as I started this podcast to help and empower amputees to live full, healthy, meaningful lives, that they're amputee did not define them kind of a thing. I noticed that my the followers, the people who listened were actually just people struggling in life. And as much as I didn't want to lose the focus on amputees on this podcast, I have realized that what it speaks in my heart is just motivating people who are really having a hard time. And it could be hard time in any aspect of their life. Um, I do love to use my journey to inspire others and to let you know where things failed me, 
where I struggle, where my heart hurts, and where I found joy, acceptance, and um, accomplishments, all that tied in. That being said, I do try to spend time speaking to the amputee population and just trying to figure out what it is that I've noticed a lot of times what I have to do is look at social media and you can see a common thread that comes up. A lot of times for amputees, it's how many people thought the journey would be a little bit easier and just getting a prosthetic to fit so it doesn't hurt is a huge cry in in our population. And while that is not my focus today, I do speak weekly, normally on something that is in my heart from this past week since the last time I spoke to you. And today is no different. So today I am going to talk to you from a new friend I made and spoke to on the phone. And she knows who she is and I know she's listening. Um, You've inspired me to speak uh, about your plight because it is the plight of many. And while I dare say that um, we all have very similar fights in life, we are all very, very different and unique. And what I suggest for someone may not work for them because just because it worked for me. So I tend not to give any advice that could lead you the wrong direction or give your hopes up. I don't want to ever get people's hopes up because I know people that wanted to get an amputation and he asked, would my life be easier? I don't know. As this person said today, it's very true. It's like looking into a crystal ball. What happened for me doesn't necessarily happen for you. And just because I elected and you're electing doesn't mean our outcomes will be the same. Our bodies are made different. Just like I had a knee revision and a knee replacement and all that, mine is different from somebody else who got it done and they were out running marathons. That didn't happen for me, thus an amputation. So what I thought would be a really good topic that might pull on a few of your strings happening to you all today is the fact that the person I talked to is in a very similar boat that I know a lot of you are in. And that is right now, currently, they are not living the life they expected, nor dreamed of or wanted. Um, And this may be you. You may be sitting at home right now listening to this, sitting on a couch, feeling sorry for yourself. Not that this person was at all, so don't get that message. You could be feeling sorry for yourself. You could be angry at the world and, and your life or your family or the doctors you saw. You could be feeling empty, lonely, and depressed. Uh, you you could have lost a ton of weight or gained a ton of weight based on that feeling of depression and, and anxiety. And you feel lost and you're struggling because you're, you didn't get the answers you needed when you, you um, I can't even think of the word I wanted. You can't say seeked, that you were searching for. You didn't get any answers there. And you are stuck in this weird limbo of, well, now what? And I have been there. Now, the person I talked to has been going through something very similar to me, but for a very extended period of time. And I thought my period of time was extended, 
this person went through a very long time. I went through five years of surgeries, 10 surgeries in the five years, only to have it lead to a blood clot while overseas, flew home with it, not knowing it was a blood clot, and then realized the travesty that could have been on that airplane that day as I was literally throwing up a lung in the little tiny bathroom on the airplane. So for those of you who have struggled, that you've been out, you've talked to doctors, you've looked for answers, you don't know why you're hurting in pain, that no one seems to be able to fix you, and God forbid, I know this person probably went through this, she didn't speak of it, but I know I did, I would actually seek second opinions, third opinions when someone said, well, I don't know what else to do for you. And they would literally cut you loose. And then you'd go and you would look for another opinion. The problem is, is you can start making a name for yourself that you're looking for, you're just doctor shopping. And in reality, you're just, you're just trying to advocate for yourself to live a better life. And there is nothing wrong with that but you've got to watch how you do it. And I know this person, myself included, have gone doctor to doctor trying to find someone not to get a certain outcome except to be better, to fix the problem or to tell me what the problem was. No one knew what my problem was. We finally figured it out. I figured it out because I looked at my own post-op notes after every surgery and Google searched every medical term I didn't understand till I made it made sense to me and then took it to my physical therapist who helped me kind of figure it out. And we did, the two of us figured it out. And so my problem was arthrofibrosis. Well, everybody thought I was allergic to the plastics, allergic to the metals, um, having a reaction, um, not... <laughs> even told that if I don't sit with my leg up, knee above my heart and ice for six weeks, that I would lose my leg. Um, so I did that. And for those of you that know me, that was the most impossible time frame of my life. Actually, I think it was four weeks. Oh, God help my family during that time. Um, because I was just, I'm a type A, and that was just too much sitting down. And I did it to a T mostly to prove them wrong because I knew it wasn't going to help. I don't know why, but you know, you know your own body. No one else should be able to tell you how your body is or going to react to something when you know you kind of have a feeling if you really are in tuned and listening to your body. And um, needless to say, sitting with my leg elevated literally above my head, above my heart and icing it, I don't know, eight times a day did nothing. The swelling didn't go down. The blood flow didn't return. I didn't get range of motion back, nothing. So I kind of, I did it because I wanted to prove to them I would do anything they told me I needed to do to save my leg and it didn't help. The problem is if doctors said there's nothing else I can do and they cut me loose, I'd move on to another doctor and I would just go in and say, hey, I just need a different set of eyes. Do you see something they didn't? And then they, some of them actually accused me for looking for like a knee replacement. And I was too young. I was like 42. And I'm like, no, I just want to know what's wrong with me. I just need someone to be certain and see something that someone else didn't. And there is nothing more frustrating and infuriating than being accused of one thing. You know, like people that are, I, 
looking for, I mean, there's people that actually want an amputation because they think it's cool. It is a weird phenomenon, but it's true. Or people that want to be blind. I've seen stories of that. And so they burn their eyes. I mean, there are really weird people out there that really have these things that they really want done. And, and it makes it bad for the rest of us who are just seeking truth right? You're seeking truth. You're seeking answers for what's going on, for the reason why I'm laying in bed, why I'm hurting all the time, why I'm being prescribed opioids, why I'm in PT three days a week for five years straight, and why nothing is getting better but getting progressively worse till I got a blood clot. So when you're seeking answers and seeking truth, you may be accused of doctor shopping or looking for um, some thrill in a big surgery. And unfortunately, um, that may happen more often than not. And it might scare some of you for advocating for yourself. And I say, don't, don't let that push you away. The problem also comes is when you go to those doctors, I literally had doctors tell me, so who have you seen? Who's done work on you? Yeah, no, I won't, I won't even touch you. If so-and-so did this to you, I'm not touching you. If he couldn't fix you, I can't. And I'm like, is that a lack of self-confidence or are you just you know, afraid or you just don't want to challenge? So I dealt with doctors that literally by the time I got my stuff together out of their office and barely kept it together, get outside and just bawled because someone who was, came highly recommended turned me away without barely even blinking or looking in my direction and not seeing the person I was just a patient, a number for them. And then like I told this lady today, I said, I also went to another hospital looking for a first, second and third opinion for amputation. And I kind of know who I wanted to go with, but I didn't want to jump to, you know, into both feet without knowing what I was doing. No pun intended with the both feet. Um, and I had a doctor come and look me up, look me down like he was checking out my size. And he just said, yeah, no, I'm not going to amputate you. You're better off the way you are. And uh, you'll never walk again. And he walked out of the room and he didn't talk to me. He didn't ask about my dreams or where my reality was, what my home life looked like, what I did for a living, nothing. He didn't knew, know anything about me. And I will tell you that those kind of doctors are looking to beef up their numbers, unfortunately. And they do not want to do that because it's also considered a failure. An amputation would be considered a failure, not a fix. Well, I can tell you firsthand that this, what I did, was not a failure, but a complete fix and a redemption at my new life and uh, just a renewed life. And I'm living the best I, life I can. I, I live with new eyes, fresh eyes, if you if you will, and... I'm trying things I never thought I would try. I'm doing the things that no one ever thought I could do. And I still can stump my family when I do things and they're like, okay, yeah, you've got this. And I just always say one step at a time, I can do anything if I take one step at a time. So with all that being said, the frustration is real. When you feel turned away and and people won't bother to even... I mean, people that went for years and years to help other people live better, healthier lives, doctors, can't even put eyes on you 
and put their heart into it, well, one, I would say you're in the wrong place. You need to find someplace else. But it is very frustrating because for every doctor you try to go to, there's a waiting period, right? And I remember that. It was like, great, you're done and it's getting worse. I still don't have a fix and we still don't have an explanation. So now who do I go to? And then I would try another doctor, but you'd have to find them, call them, set up an appointment, wait for the appointment, first see, and then they might say, well, let's get an MRI because it's been a while since you've had one, or let's do an x-ray, let's draw some blood, and then you do the waiting game where I have to find a place I can get an MRI in the next few days. And once that's done, you wait a few days for it to be read and then sent to your doctor, and then a few more days before they will call you back in. You know, and it's just when you've been going through it for as long as I have or for as long as this other person has, those moments become extremely precious as we watch our children grow up for me to be young men all of a sudden. Like, I feel like I was so overwhelmed with my life in those five years, five years of the chunk of my tween and teenage, beginning of teenage years. Most of you would be like, that's probably a good time to forget (laughs) and not be a part of it. But I homeschooled mine and I have boys, so those years weren't as bad and awkward as maybe somebody else's. And I I was I felt like I was missing it because I really wasn't living in the moment. I was living for my leg and my life and what it meant and what to do and how to handle it and PT to PT to PT and it was always when's the next appointment for this? When's the next appointment for this? What are we gonna try next? Who will I talk to next? Who do I have to call? How do I deal with insurance? I mean that's like that right there was taking up my entire life, my entire attention, my all my energy. All the while, I'm laying in bed at home, raising my leg up, trying to do as little as possible because of the swelling and gaining weight like there was no tomorrow. Um, you know, I didn't eat a lot, but when you're sitting around, it just kind of happens. And the next thing you know, you sit back and you look at yourself and five years later of doing nothing and you went, whoa, (laughs) this is not how I saw my life going. And then you start to feel the depression set in because then you go, I still don't have answers and I'm sitting here doing nothing. How do I fix this if a doctor who's supposed to know this stuff can't fix it? So I get it. It is, it can be suffocating at times and it can be defeating at times and can cause depression. And this podcast is about trying to empower people to move forward and move on. And the only way I can tell you to do this is to continue to look up. Now, I live by my faith. And for those of you that know me, know I'm a Christian. And I found my faith really deeply, really quick when I had to make this decision to take off the leg that God gave me and never see it again and wonder what life would be like imperfectly human, which we all are anyways. But physically, I wasn't ever expecting this in my life. And when I realized that I had a bigger picture that someone had a bigger picture in store for me than that moment and and myself, I'm so small in the scheme of it, that someone would use me and my story and my journey to help others. Um, I got over myself real quick and realized that if they had the faith in me to do this 
and be successful, then I needed to have faith in me myself. So here we are. Four years later, December 18th was my four years since my surgery. And I have done in the first year, did everything on my bucket list of things to do, lost the weight and got healthy. And now I'm back in the gym lifting and hanging with my boys when they come in and we lift together and hiking and horseback riding and just doing the things I've wanted to do. And then things that I never, never even crossed my line, like being a personal trainer and a nutritionist and a corrective exercise person. And now working on my certification to work with horses and train horses and hoping beyond hope that maybe one of these days I can um, have a place to do equine therapy for people just like me, because it is phenomenal. I have to tell you, it has healed me inside. So with that being said, and all this story about where I've come from, I know that some of you are struggling and I don't know everybody's story and I don't know every little detail, but I do know that your life is worth fighting for and you are special because you were created by something bigger and you have a story too. And there's a story there that you can share with others. We need to use our stories, our journeys to aid each other in this world while we live here. And that is your purpose. So what do you do and how do you get past it when you don't have the answers? What did I do? I kept searching. I never gave up. And that determination, while maybe frowned upon by some doctors who just told me to give up, which is, sorry, horseshit. You're not going to give up. Don't ever give up on yourself. You deserve better than that. And not knowing which direction to go, I just kept talking to people. I went to my old PT. I went to my new PT. I talked about these things. What do you think we could do? How? And the people that were always working with me, physical therapists and their, their, their staff, knew my drive to find an answer. And they were always looking, searching, researching, talking to other doctors, other physical therapists. And it just, it finally came full circle. We tried a last few places to go for a surgery and one last try. But like I said, I did have one doctor who tried something. It didn't work. He said I was a possible candidate for amputation, but he said, you're not ready yet. And I remember... I remember being in his office with my husband that time and hearing him say the word amputation, which took me forever to say out loud. I always said the A word uh, that just freaked me out beyond no end. Um, When he said I was a candidate for possible future amputation, I remember maniacally laughing in that office because it scared me so much to hear that word. And my husband looked at me like, holy cow, we've been together since we were 17. I am certain he never thought, like I never thought that this was going to be our life or our journey. And it gave us a lot of things to think about and talk about when we went home. And I have to say, I don't know if we talked much about it because I think my body was in shock. My mind was blown away by that comment. That's when I started researching amputation. And that led me down another rabbit hole, right? Medically, I started talking to prosthetic offices and I started 
asking about peer-to-peers, which is when you are a possible candidate for amputation, I would totally suggest you talking to someone who has an amputation and preferably someone who's had a good experience because we already can, in our mind, think about all that could go wrong. What you need is someone to show you the things that can go right. And what I took away from my very first peer-to-peer was her sheer motivation, her, uh, her drive to succeed, her total type A personality, and her goal setting. And so I saw all those. I saw she was younger than me too. It was an accident she had. I saw all that in me, except she was younger. And I thought, well, I still have it. I know I do. (laughs) I still have that drive. I know I got it. And so I set off determined that this might be the path. And when the blood clot happened, that's when that surgeon finally said, now you're ready. Basically, what he was looking for for me in this situation was that I had exhausted everything and I was now in a place that I, it's kind of a dark, lonely place for a moment. I didn't go for long, but it was a dark place where I saw no more hope. And that's a scary place to be. And it wasn't that I didn't have hope, but I knew that nothing was going to get better. And once you resign that no surgeon can fix what has happened, Then you move on to the next step, and that's wrapping your head around what it's going to be like to be an amputee because there's no coming back from that. Prosthetic is nice, and it's like having your leg back, but I will tell you with 1,000% sincerity that it is nothing like the real thing. You're going to have pinches, pains, rashes. Uh, You're going to outgrow it. You're going to shrink out of it. It might fall off if you shrink too much and go, don't have a good prosthetist that stays up on it. Um, you will atrophy with your muscles and lose all that tone, even if you didn't have any. And if you had gained a lot of weight, if you're really truly wanting to be active like I did, I lost 55 pounds in a year, plus I atrophied there. It made for a whole mess of um, socket changes. And then every time you get a new socket, it might fit tighter and better, but it's going to hurt again. It's like, like I tell people all the time, if you were to go and buy a brand new pair of shoes at the sporting goods store the day before a marathon and you went out and ran a marathon in brand new shoes you're probably going to have bloody heels or a rub someplace. If Even if you picked out the shoes and you said, yep, I'm a size nine, and put them on once in the store, stood up in them and said, yep, these are the ones, but you never ran in them, you didn't break them in, prosthetics, same way. For me, an above knee amputee, I have a, a prosthetic that goes from my hip flexor all the way to where my knee would be. It is all soft plastic inside, outer plastic hard. And I'll tell you what, I can still, and I've had this one for a couple months now, thank the Lord, but I can still, the other day I was rubbing raw up in my groin. And I'm like, why? You know, maybe it was the humidity. Maybe I put it on a millimeter different, whatever it was. So with finding a cure or a fix for something, you might find that there's other things that will catch you off guard and that's okay but as long as you understand the truth of it are you willing to do it 
Now, this is where I'm going to come to the end of this podcast. And at the end of my podcast, I try very, very hard to give a call to action. And a call to action makes my podcast one where you can be an active participant in what I've talked about. If you really want to make changes and you really want to be empowered, I don't want you just to sit and listen to me or watch me on YouTube. I want you to do something this next seven days until I meet with you again. And reach out to me. You can go to my website. You can go to BeAWarrior360 on Instagram or Facebook. uh, DM me, whatever. And I believe that my phone number is on there for um, the business app or whatever. The WhatsApp, whatever it is. I don't even know what that's called. But my phone number is out there for anybody that wants to text. But I really mean it when I say this call to action will help in some ways if you are struggling in some medical, emotional, or physical state or a mental state. But I want you to dream this week. I literally want you to take time from the hustle and bustle of your life, your job, your house, your work, your family, and spend some time in clarity with yourself. And I want you to dream. Dare yourself to dream. Sometimes we're afraid to dream because sometimes we think that we're going to fall short and it's going to hurt more to have dreams and be let down. The problem is, is if we don't dream and we don't dare to dream, then we will never find out what we are actually created to do and what your journey is meant to be for somebody else and yourself. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to spend some time this week. And I want you to write down on on a journal, a notebook paper, a post-it note, whatever it is, all the things you dream to do in this life before you go. What are things that you want to try? Things you want to get back to that you can't do anymore? Anything. Okay. Some of my dreams included, um, you know, signing up and actually doing an in-person race. And so I did the 10K for Phoenix Rock and Roll, which I have to say with a running blade on was frightening being around thousands of people, but I did it. Um, I didn't really run much of it because it was frightening enough and really hard while I was still shrinking in my leg, um, my socket. Um, I, I wanted to surf. My biggest dream was the reason I did the amputation was to get back to skiing. You know, and then getting back into health and being healthy and then becoming a personal trainer to share my journey, my successes with those of you that needed it and wanted it. So I had that list. And sadly enough, I did all those things literally in the first year after my amputation. Not to toot my own horn, but the problem is, is if I don't, I didn't put any more dreams down after that. And I'll tell you what, it was a really empty feeling to have accomplished all those things. And then I'm like, well, now what? So now I'm I'm feel like a kid that's a sponge trying to soak things up. That's when I decided to get my personal training certification. That's when I decided to get my double certification in equine behavior training and management. And as of yesterday, I just registered to do equine massage therapy. And I do not know how I will use any of these things, but I do know it makes me happy and it sets a goal out for me, something that I'm going to do that I know somehow will help me in some way, shape or form feel like a complete, well, living my life large person. So 
I'm on my new path. A lot of it is studying, learning, and being around horses. And that makes me so, so happy. And it heals me inside. And up here, I'm in a better place because I start my day every morning with a, around a horse. And then I can come home and I can get the work done, the grunt work of the house, the, being the mom, being the wife. And I can do it with a song in my heart. And I'm, I'm well-rounded and I'm content and healthy and happy. That's what I want for you. So your call to action is make a list of dreams. What things do you want to achieve? What things are you being held back from right now in your medical circumstance, your physical circumstance, maybe even your emotional or mental circumstance? And just write it down. Dream. Don't be afraid to dream. Dream. Dream big. Dream loud. Bring bring everything to the table and write it down. That is important. Don't say someday I hope that maybe I can do this. No, write it down. I want to surf. Yeah, whatever it is. And then once you have this list and you put it someplace, don't tuck it away, put it someplace you can see. Ask yourself what's holding you back. What do you need to do? Dream A, dream B, dream C, dream D. And this is when it gets tough because I don't know your circumstance. For me to ski again, if I were ever to ski again, it meant having an amputation because I could not ski with the scar tissue in my leg. I was in so much pain just walking around my house. Now, I didn't come to that lightly. Obviously, I spent five years of basically torturing my body and gaining a lot of weight. So I was unhealthy and unfit and, and angry at life and, and in pain. But it was long term. Five years in, I realized I wasn't skiing anymore and there was no way I was going to ski. But when someone said to me, hey, you are a candidate for this, Fear was what held me back, not someone telling me I could or couldn't do something. So some of you might have that. You don't know what to turn to next. I want you to stop and listen because someone is whispering in your ear the right path to take if you believe. And there is a reason and a, re a, a timing frame and, and all for a right reason. And you will not know it till you come on, up to it. And then you can look back. After I had my amputation, my hindsight was so clear. I could see the path I was meant to take and why it took five years. Well, what about you? Are you have you been down and out for six months, five years like me, 10, 15 years, and you're still struggling? I know it doesn't seem fair or good or right or just, but that's not what life was about. But it is about learning about you. And when you learn what makes you tick, and where you want to be, and you set some goals, you charge forward with everything you've got because you are worth it. You deserve to live a really good, healthy life, and you have to fight for it sometimes. No one is going to give you all the answers when only you really know what is needed. So fight for it. Dare to dream and dream big and figure out then what will it take for you to accomplish those? And you may have to triage those dreams. Maybe the first step is just being out of a wheelchair. But then you used to be a skier and you want to ski again. Is it a possibility? I don't know. I don't know you. 
But there are other ways of skiing besides standing with skis. You can do a mono ski where you're sitting and they have some great adaptive programs all over the country. I'll tell you what, the adaptive um, sports programs and, and athlete programs are booming right now. There are so many people wanting to try and there are so many great people out there that are um, certified to help you. So start dreaming. Don't let anything stand in your way. So those are your call to actions. Dream big, write down the dreams, and then decide what is the order of those dreams that can be accomplished and what's it going to take to get there. How do you get from point A to point B? That's what I want you to focus on the next week. Don't be afraid to dream. Yeah? And as always, here we go. Be healthy, be happy, be you. Be you.